Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh, it's the second episode. It's the sec- it's number two of Bud Pod. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming back. Yes, I hope you've been all right. Thank you for returning to our, 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 our bosoms. Um, and thank you for liking the first one enough to try the second one, or being strange enough to try the second one first. Or, or they, being not, or not understanding your podcast app. Yes. It can be confusing. It can Sometimes be. they order them, like it starts at the be- They've really know? fucked it up, yeah. I can't, Especially recently. I swear every time I go on the podcast app on, on my iPhone, it's they've changed the order of most recent first yes. or most recent last. And it wants you to have subscribed to everything or it will refuse to show you anything past 2016 sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dog shit. Yeah. So, so thank you for negotiating that. Or maybe you're listening to this on accident because you're trying to play a different podcast. In yeah. which case, <laughs> yes. um, stick around. You've made a great choice. Or thank Mistake. you for being weird enough if you're listening to the second episode after hating the first one. <laughs> that is, uh, you you are the kind of person who is almost too scrupulous in giving things a fair old go. Hey, the audio masochism's a big dollar out there. Ooh, that's the opposite of ASMR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listening to stuff that just makes you sick. Just nails on blackboards, polystyrene squeaking, oh, balloons. I bet that's big in Germany. Ooh. Yeah, Germany and one other country that is like weird that comes up a lot. Where was that? Japan. Japan. It's Japan. It's if you lost Japan. the Second World War, your sex is weird. That's a rule. <laughs> I was saying last night that this uh, uh, gig, uh, I th- it's, it's funny to me that the only two people, types of people on earth who speak Japanese are Japanese people and perverts. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like the Bitcoin of languages. You're either very competent or you're in you're a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's and like somewhere in the intersection between those two is someone who's like desperately trying to get their hands on a firearm. An untraceable firearm. You go, mm, yeah. you could be competent and a pervert. I don't know. Yeah, there's some skills that are inherently suspect. Yeah, Japanese is unfortunately one of them. If you're a white guy who knows Japanese, I'm not taking my eyes off you. Yeah, if you're a white guy and you're fluent in Japanese, every aspect of your personal appearance uh, will be found weird by me. Because because it's like that thing where um, everyone's mugshot makes them look like a criminal. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's like passport photos are bad, you know. So like, okay, so Im- let, like, can we imagine? Can you and I imagine a white guy who can speak fluent Japanese who we can't find suspicious from looking at him? Because okay, obviously, the archetype that we'd be the most suspicious of: white guy in his thirties, fluent in Japanese, uh, long greasy ponytail, always. Uh, dark, dark hair. Dark hair. Um, he's got um, his t-shirts one, either heavy metal or anime, or like heavy metal anime, 
or something sort of like a meme, a weird little T-shirt, one piercing. Yeah, in not a very good. Sp- I reckon like lip. Yeah, or eyebrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, cargo pants. Cargo pants. Those maybe in the earlobe, one of those tunnels. Tunnel here. And yes. a couple of leather wristbands. And he hasn't decided if he wants a fucking beard or not. Yes. Yeah. It's that thing of like, no one should have facial hair where the hair is just... Yeah. What is it about l- liking East Asia that makes you grow facial hair like an East Asian? It's not a coincidence, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> That's They've absorbed it so much. I can't... I don't have... my I My facial hair exists in... The, the Goldilocks, the hellish Goldilocks point yeah. of it grows enough that I have to shave it, but not enough that if I leave it, it will come to anything. That's the worst. It grows just enough to be a blemish on my face, but no more. So I just ha- I do shave, but I don't have the choice of leaving it to grow. Yeah. You've you've got 100% of the it's effort. It's maintenance, not choice. Yeah. My, my shaving. You've got 100% of the effort with... None of the benefit. Mm. It's like if someone just said, by the way, every morning you have to uh, shower like normal. You know, you shampoo your hair and you shower gel on your body or whatever. And then you also just have to shower this uh, mannequin. (laughs) 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 What happens if I don't shower the mannequin? Whether you have a moldy, uh, disgusting mannequin in your house. Well, that's... There's no gain to this. This is just an extra thing to do. Now. Yeah, it's just another bad, job. Bad, bad, bad. Well, when I was out in Japan, there's a name. They're aware of this. Are they? There's a name for. Oh, that's just for, so embarrassing. For, for white uh, guys who come over and speak oh, Japanese. That's so embarrassing. They're, all, they're called LBHs. Really? Losers back home. <laughs> <laughs> Japan. That is brutal. And that's like by native Japanese people. I'm not sure. I think I feel like it's a joint effort between the expats there and the Japanese. Right, people. we've joined forces to categorize these people. Yeah, that's fascinating. That's yeah, because there must be a lot of confused Japanese people. Like if you're Japanese and you don't live in a major urban area, you just live somewhere like quite rural in Osaka or whatever. And you're just like, you and your buddies are hanging out, and you're like, why? You know how we get those like white. Um, Young white like backpackers and stuff through here sometimes, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why do they smell so bad? And they're always wanking, and they, they like, they bow a lot. You know, like, like if you're like a modern Japanese person, they'd be like, yeah, like, like, I mean, I bow, but these guys really bow, and they speak in this formal, fluent Japanese. I don't know where they learned it. Yeah, exactly. They they address me as like honorable farmer, peasant or whatever. And it's like, well, I guess. Like, it must be super strange. Like, imagine if you just lived in Derby or whatever in England and you constantly beset by a trickle of Japanese people who dress like Bertie Wooster. (laughs) Like and waistcoat kind of, pocket watches, and they say, and they say, I say, my dear fellow, in like perfect English, but it's like, yes, yeah, my dear fellow, I've come here from Tokyo, from the Far East. Do you know of a public house I could refresh myself in this afternoon? You're like, what the fuck is happening? Well met. <laughs> well met, my fine fellow. It is a pleasure to meet you. What is happening? They have a monocle and a top hat and stuff. It's so weird. Yeah, so yeah, well, I, I really like your 
punch cartoons. I'm, <laughs> I'm an avid reader. <laughs> I, I saw a caricature of Lloyd George. It's most cutting. Yeah, you'd be baffled by it. You'd be absolutely... Are you a member of any clubs? Yeah. Point um, me to your nearest pornography. I've come to sample your pornography. <laughs> oh, we're big fans where I come from of your pornography. What... But, so is there a way a guy can look that you wouldn't be like, why does he speak Japanese? Japanese, I guess. Oh, no. I was out drinking uh, coffee or tea or hot drink that requires extra sugar, but I was foolish enough to choose the veranda. I chose the veranda, and now I can't get the attention of the waiter inside. He's busy with a, f- a woman's thrown up. Uh, and I can't get it. Oh, there's no sugar. They forgot to put sugar in the bowls for the bowls of sugar on the veranda tables. And now I'm stuck out here with an unsweetened, bitter, hot drink. What am I going to do? Sugar Eagle. Sugar Eagle is the new sugar-based aerial solution, or aerial-based sugar solution, uh, for the guy on the go. Sugar Eagle. Sugar Eagle. If you are outdoors on the veranda having a hot drink and there's no sweetener available and you can't get the attention of the waiter because he's uh, comforting a woman who's thrown up. Is that bad? I don't know. The glass is kind of darkened, so it's hard to see inside this cafe. It's one of those. Oh, the Sugar Eagle. A trained handler follows you uh, on a rooftop level, much like Batman, and uh, with an eagle on one enormous leather glove and a a pocket full of sugar uh, lumps that he can sellotape to the eagle's claw. The eagle has been trained to deploy the sugar directly above or as close as it can get to above your hot drink mid-sip uh, 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 there are uh, uh, plans to replace the eagles with drones but don't let that happen uh, support your local sugar eagle trainer sugar eagle and do not allow the mechanization of this once proud industry sugar eagle sugar eagle when you want to avoid uh, sugar from every angle except from above ground sugar is only deployed by falcons sugar eagle We reach our weekly segment that doesn't happen every week. Uh, our, fort, our fortnightly segment. Maybe. A lot of... Uh, it's, a regular, it's a regular segment. It's a regular feature. Uh, and just like on my favorite podcast, uh, stuff's going to happen, and it's going to be stuff that you recognize as being a feature, but it's not always going to happen. Sure. So get on board, everyone. And in this segment in particular, it will be uh, the most authoritarian and most libertarian thoughts that Phil and I have been having. Um, initially, we were considering doing a sort of left-wing, right-wing thing to try and represent how people have left-wing, right-wing do, you know, different feelings. But uh, left-wing and right-wing don't really mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So authoritarian versus libertarian is the spectrum that we draw. Also, the most left-wing thing and the most right-wing thing, if, if you're actually treating those as going to the actual extremes, you end up doing the same thing. Do yeah. you see... People I don't like should be in camps. You know, well, okay, that could be a lot of countries. Exactly. <laughs> you, get the, you get the rhetorical equivalent of um, those scenes in Paris of the two different yellow-vested yes. <laughs> gangs fighting each other yeah. from the far left and the far right, and you literally can't, you genuinely can't tell. They, they've literally turned up wearing the same color. They've, 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 they've made a visual metaphor 
for their own politics. And also, no, no, it's quite funny now because normally you used to people used to say things like um, "brown is brown is red" because like the brown shirts are the fascists. Uh huh. Well, in Germany, and red is obviously you know hard communist. Oh right. So they'd be like, oh, it doesn't matter if they're wearing brown scarves or brown neckerchiefs or red neckerchiefs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, if they're wearing a yellow vest, they're a cunt. <laughs> that's essentially what it boils down to. Or they're just trying to help you park at a festival. Yeah. Either way, uh, they're frustrating and they cause a lot more problems than they're trying to solve. Uh, so the most authoritarian thought I had uh, is inspired by Singapore. And I thought, uh, I thought to myself the other day, yeah, we should, we should ban chewing gum. Mm. We should ban chewing gum. I will say it was when I was uh, sat next to a person on the tube who was uh, wearing massive noise-canceling headphones and was chewing chewing gum the way a terrorist would chew chewing gum. Well, you really, ch- you really hate mouth sounds. This I hate especially bad for you. I hate mouth sounds and chewing, but even I would say this 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 person's chewing was so egregious that even a normal person would look up and be like. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, like you'd worry about your dog if it chewed like this. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, I'm taking him to the vet because the, even from a dog, this, that level of noise is is weird. It's like he's trying to chew around his own teeth. And then I just thought, ban it. And then I thought, oh no, but chewing gum is like a nice thing. And I thought, no, it's not. Yeah, I I, I never remember really enjoying a bit of chewing gum. You just enjoy sugar. It's shit. It's like yeah, because you know, it's great for like the first ten seconds, and then you go there's. There's rubbery garbage in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and also, after, like you said, 10 seconds, then you just go, this is like if I wanted to, this is like I want a stronger jaw. Yeah, this is like training. Why am I rehearsing for food? Yeah. This is a rehearsal for when I can actually eat food. <laughs> Make sure I can chew right. Boot camp. This lunch. Is some kind of, I was about to call it a mouth audition, but that sounds like a horrible euphemism. Mouth audition. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a... Uh, I think that's a Pornhub category. Come in for a mouth audition. Are they, so complete ban, no imports. Just ban, don't even make it, can't even make it. Because it's like fake. Will you be able to, will you be able to stand pressure from Big Wrigley? Big Wrigley? Will you be able to take, I mean, that's, <laughs> Big Wrigley's going to come for you. He's a very famous uh, jazz musician. <laughs> and on the xylophone, it's Big Wrigley. Uh, Big Wrigley Big Wrigley can fuck off. That, it's a waste hey, hey, of. You don't know what you're saying. Now. Well, hey, now. hey, hey. It's a waste of resources. It's, lit- it's literally food that's designed to give you no nutrition and then be put in a bin. It's like the most decadent, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievably wasteful thing. I, I, and, and the food has to come in paper made from a packet made from paper and metal. <laughs> like, this is an outrageous fucking throw it in the food in the bin after you've been chewing it. It's, it's gross and weird. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's quite a synthesis of dietary supplement almost. Like you could see it going to like burger flavored ones. Like when yeah. you want a burger, instead of just having burger flavored chewing gum, and so you got to taste like a Willy Wonka, like Willy Wonka thing. Kardashians sell that on Instagram, right? Like these lollipops. Food gum. No, they're like appetite suppressing lollies. Yes. Yeah, they were trying to sell those, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, it's it's amazing to me how much people like with the Kardashians selling stuff or anyone selling stuff on Instagram. People just like people are so desperate to be scammed. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, oh god, I hope they scam me. I saw it's someone so say, strange. I think it was, was tweeted and something very uh, well observed. Someone said Instagram is just is now just QVC for millennials. That's great. I saw that's perfect, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. And and also it's so strange because. If it's a new product that's some kind of fucking horrible astronaut food compressed into a lolly or whatever, 
and the Kardashians are like, this is great. You know that that product is not how they got to be how they are now. Yeah, exactly. You know that. Whereas if... Because <laughs> it didn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas if like an Olympian was like, hey, did you know the secret to my uh, marathon running, having enough energy, was like really like unrefined oats yeah. and Blimpton's unrefined oats. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Blimpton's unrefined oats is a wonderful source of that. Then you'd go, oh, conceivably that's... Unrefined oats for the refined gentleman. Ooh, Blimpton's. Blimpton's. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like they asked Usain Bolt um, what his diet was. Yeah. His trained diet. And he just said Jamaican food. Just eats plantains. Yeah. And uh, fucking rice and peas. <laughs> he just eats, he carb loads. He Goat. eats loads of food, protein and carbohydrates. Like there's, yeah. no, nothing, there's no secret formula to it. What secret food do you eat? I eat food. Yeah. That's the secret. Eat some fucking I mean, food. I mean, the Olympics, everyone just eats loads of pasta. Yeah. That's what they eat, obviously. Yeah, of course. And it's the thing of like, hey, hey, did you know that you can lose weight by eating less? You go, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> because I'm aware of Newtonian physics, thanks to <laughs> physics GCSE, energy in, energy out. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the energy is. Mm-hmm. Like there's that, there was that American professor who lost weight on Oreos. Okay. He t- like he was just trying to prove, like, look, I'm eating Oreos and like, broccoli for fiber so he didn't you know clog himself up and dive just oreo poo um <laughs> oreo poo of course comes in three uh, <laughs> distinct layers <laughs> this isn't brown poo. people break the poo apart and they they, <laughs> they dunk it in the toilet <laughs> they, <laughs> they eat the middle the middle of the poo is people's favorite <laughs> you can't have just one <laughs> um, what's your most authoritarian I'm starting to get really annoyed by advertising and not in the b- boring Bill Hicks kind of <laughs> wasn't it easy to be radical in the 90s you know adverts yeah well I don't like them who is this you know renegade they're, they're cowboy they're trying to sell you things. And everyone's like, oh, my God, they are. And every advert I've seen has been trying to sell me something. This guy's a genius. This guy's seeing through the bullshit, man. <laughs> this brilliant, smart guy knows the answer to everything and yet managed to drink himself to death. Yep. Anyway, that's very alcoholic shaming. Yes, don't shame Bill Hicks for his alcoholism. Shame him for his filthy, disgusting smoking. Well, that's the thing. He was smoking to keep off the alcohol. And people, he died of cancer. People always assume was, he died of smoking. It was bowel cancer from the alcohol. Was it, or was it pancreatic? It was something. It was, bowel but it was from the booze. Yeah. From yeah. The, you never think of booze as giving you cancer. You don't, but it, 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 it sure will, apparently. I guess it's that thing of like, um, would you like a pint of sadness chemicals? And you go, I would, for some reason, yes. I was thinking of like, if something gives you cancer, it's going in your body and like literally like, like scratching. Like fizzing. Like, <laughs> I guess that's, yeah, it's the bubbles in beer. Maybe it's just the bubbles. Yeah, if you drink more, wine and vodka, you're fine. It seems to make more sense with something with bubbles. Uh, but I've, I, because I've been thinking a lot about self-obsession. Uh-huh. I read a really good couple of good books about it. I'm writing a stand-up show about it. And so I've become, ironically, obsessed with self-obsession, the idea of self-obsession. Uh, and when you start to become aware of it, when you start to become aware of our general mass obsession with ourselves. Mm. You can't unsee it. You see it in everything. And you see it in advertising especially. And our adverts over the last couple of decades have really honed in on appealing to the individual. And of course, the internet's made that especially easy now because you just have a profile that you're building for advertisers online. You can live in your own little world. 
and adver- but like adverts that say, "This is your gym." It's like no, every everyone has to use the same. It's not like you can just walk in at yes. any time and and if if the weights are in use, you go, "No, this is my weight. This is my <laughs> gym." The advert said so, but and it just it's it's hit such an illogical, ridiculous extreme. I saw an advert on a bus, a tourism advert. It was like this big b- picture of a beautiful island in the Mediterranean. Yeah. And it said, discover your Italy. Ugh. Your Italy. I, just, I don't have an Italy. <laughs> I, I, I just want to discover the Italy. There's one Italy. You either like it or you don't. <laughs> it's not like you've not found my, oh, this pasta sucks. I guess I've not found my Italy yet. Where's my, maybe it's... But also whenever anyone says like, whenever anyone takes a place and, and brings it down to the level of the individual, it's always because it's shit. So it's like if someone goes, oh my God, England is so green and lovely. And whatever, and someone goes, well, I'm from Coventry. That's <laughs> terrible. Uh, right. that, that's an advert aimed at the kind of people who are surprised that different bits of different places are different. Well, yeah, so it's, an, it's, it's, it's a dishonest advert. They should say discover the ideal version of Italy, which is the tourism places and not sort of the slums and the poor part of <laughs> poor parts of Rome and because no one that's that's no one's Italy. Yeah. It's not like you're going to <laughs> I mean, I guess for some people. But you're but not going to like but, but you'd even then you'd want to go to like the bits that are excitingly shit, like like, oh there's full of Sicilian bandits. You wouldn't just be like Yeah, it was like a kind of kind of dull um sort of middle class suburb of Milan where there's not a lot of amenities. And it's yeah. actually quite rainy. It's actually rains quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, unemployment's a bit of a problem. And, yeah. uh, wow, wow, Tuscany. School, the schools aren't great. Yeah. <laughs> They're my Italy. Delicious. This is my Italy. It's boring, and it's all about the, the local mayors trying to incentivize people to purchase new housing. And the, Yeah, that's not a... But I, like, I have a, a real bugbear with adverts, like, phrasing things badly in general. Mm-hmm. Like this idea of uh, the, um, the nounification of verbs. Oh. Or, or adjectives. Find your amazing. Well, uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, d- dis- we sell delicious. Oh, <laughs> God. We do yummy. I just it, buy it, a box of yum yums. Oh, yum yums. It's right, so okay. infantilizing. So it's like you're an individual, but you're still a little baby. Yeah. You're an individual, but you're fucking three years old. It, it's Which a, I guess is the is this, the sinister undercurrent of all advertising. But yes. if you're skilled at it, you hide it. You hide the yeah. infantilization of your audience. But this is what I've always said about, like, when, it, when a dictator fixes an election. Don't tell me you got 99.9% <laughs> of the vote. Like, show me some fucking respect. Like, I'm not an idiot. I know I live in a dictatorship. So 61%. Show me some class. Yeah. That's why Putin is clever. Because Putin always wins. He doesn't even probably need to fake the elections, to be honest. But even if he did fake them, he wouldn't do a Zimbabwe. You know. <laughs> just show me some respect. Itsu, I think, is eat beautiful. Yeah. And you just go, <laughs> you just go what does that mean? Because first of all, the the actual grammatically correct way of phrasing that would be like eat beautifully, mm-hmm. and you say okay, so I should look resplendent as I'm eating anything. It or doesn't even have to be your product. Food. Yeah, but, but but and and even if they mean eat beautiful food, what a shit selling point for a restaurant. It is also quite a sinister tagline when all their 
artwork and imagery has no food on it and instead women in bikinis on beaches. And just sort of and vague... it's be- So then it's like, it becomes a silence of the lambs thing. It's, it's beautiful what you call that woman. Yeah. You're beautiful. Hi, beautiful. Hi, beautiful. Oh, eat the beautiful. Eat beautiful. Only eat the beautiful <laughs> things. Put them in. The, only beauty can touch my tongue. <laughs> yeah, then it becomes a, a scribbled note at the scene of a fucking slaying. It's it's <laughs> super unnerving. And I had to eat beautiful. <laughs> I have been commanded to eat beautiful. <laughs> a hideous ghoul. What was the other one? Eat beautiful. So something from fucking Seven, where they, where they saws <laughs> the, the lady's nose off. Because... It's because I was beautiful. He made me eat beautiful. <laughs> it's it's so gross. There was a oh, I saw one the other day. It's eat beautiful, live good. You know things like that. Just we're losing adverbs in general because mm-hmm. Americans don't use them. Right. Yeah. yeah he yeah. ran. He ran so quick. Yeah. Yeah. But quickly, he, he, he ran quickly. He did good. Um, he uh, uh, he behaved very professional. Oh, did they say that? Yeah, instead of he, he was he, he was very professional or he behaved very professionally. <laughs> but they just go, he behaved very professional and he ran very quick. And you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> and I get annoyed with people who go like, hey, man, language changes and evolves. And you go, yeah, I know that. But like, there's a level at which you need to be taught specific words and, and strict grammar for things like, you know, the rule of law. Like mm-hmm. all of society is based on a clear, very, very clear, specific understanding of language. All the contracts you pretend to read before you just click accept. The point of grammar is to remove ambiguity, right? Yes. And so if you, the language you're using is ungrammatical but unambiguous as well, then fine. Yeah. But eat beautiful is certainly not unambiguous. Eat, eat beautiful is, is so weird and badly phrased and clunky in your head that it, it's kind of like a kind of psychic attack. It's like a but flip. you have remembered it, Pierre. You've given them exactly what they wanted. You've remembered it. It worked. We're it's, talking about it now. It's like that Lemmy sketch. Yeah. Give me exactly what he wanted. You got a, you got a reaction out of you. You got to give him that. It's awful. But it seems like so. It seems like a bunch of coked up advertising executives of some kind got together and went, "Okay, what are the buzzwords for sushi? Right? What is sushi? Oh, I think it's quite beautiful. Good, good, good." And they wrote "beautiful." And they, you eat it, and they wrote e- "eating." And they said, Why don't we just send this in? I actually think advertisers don't take coke anymore, and that's why advertising sucks now. Oh, yeah, like a reverse right? Mad Men theory. Yeah, it's like if they were battered on whiskey in the daytime, like they sh- like they should be. And, we, and we wouldn't have any coked of this up shit. to the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't be called all. That's my most libertarian and authoritarian thing: is that uh, coke should be uh, illegal, except for advertisers where it should be compulsory <laughs> and forced upon them. <laughs> so it's like. Uh, People can only work in advertising for like five years, like they're because um, <laughs> otherwise they just they they go like they they've been human trafficked, <laughs> <laughs> fed drugs to do their jobs right oh, until they're too old and have to be like left out of pasture. It's, it's like in America where they uh, drug test their employees, but to make sure they've been doing their drugs. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. yeah. The, that's this version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I discover your Italy is is gross. It's gross. What do you think? Tell us what you think. Tweet in. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That kind of thing. How about no? But, they d- but they're doing like tweet in and it's like a quite an involved, complicated diplomatic news story. And was you it, just think, why are you... Or like even on question times, like, and uh, please let us know what you think at home. It's like, no, we've got enough f- fucking nutters in the studio. <laughs> we have enough 
un, uneducated garbage going on now. We have too much, actually. You, you just said you don't have time. Yeah. So why? Yeah. yeah. Don't add extra time for all the digital versions of the lunatics in this room. <laughs> the lunatics, I couldn't even get it together to get a ticket for the studio. Yeah, they were too recording. visibly smeared with the blood of others to be let in. <laughs> and now you're letting them get in touch remotely through their phone. But yes, the relentless tide of individualism will drown us both, Phil. Can't wait. I'll drown better. <laughs> I'll drown better than you. Find your way of drowning. Find your glow. <laughs> drown beautiful. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, remember, the 28th of February is the final deadline for registering as a fucking idiot. You need to send in your forms to register as a fucking idiot to HMRC for some reason. So make sure you, if you don't register as a fucking idiot, you won't be able to be a fucking idiot for this next year. So remember, send in your form to the government, apply for status as a fucking idiot. But, okay, 28th of February, fucking idiot. So what is your most libertarian thought you've had? I think it would be fine if you had a heavily regulated hallucinogen bar. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like, you know, like a full vial of LSD straight to the eyeballs or something. I mean, like, can you imagine how cool it would be if in London somewhere you had, like, the shroom bar? And it had, like, a lot of security. Like, you couldn't just run into the shroom bar dressed as, as Dracula and fuck with people. Yeah. You know, but it was, like, the, a lovely... It was almost like the chill-out room at a festival. It was all, like, nice music and waterfalls and... Right. Sort of lo lovely, you know, ambient. The thing about ambient. mushrooms is it's meant to be... You're meant to do it in nature. You're meant to do it yeah. outside. So, garden Garden center. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, like a, a big garden center. Oh, like a center. theme park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be pretty big. Really slow roller coasters. <laughs> really slow roller it's coasters. A small, small world would be great on loads of mushrooms. Oh, right? my God. Can you imagine? Or well, maybe the mannequins would make you, remind you of some kind of death. <laughs> it's quite dark in a lot of the tunnels as well. We can figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point okay. is, I think that would be fine. I don't think that And do you, is it BYOD? No, you, it's all very like... It's, it's all on site. It's like, it's like getting... Um, it's like bowling shoes. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like a rack of them, right? It's, it's, uh, I would say that it's like um, there's a desk and it's like a pharmacy. 
Okay, that's and fine. And you have a little bit of paper, and, and, they, and also they can see what you've done before. Okay. So that stops some dipshit coming in age 19 and being like, I want all the LSD you have in my eyes right now because I'm a big man. I'm going to play the big man. Mm. It stops that. They go, no, you can't. Yeah, you got to build Legally, it. you have to start with little baby steps. Okay. On like a, a little one, one mushroom or whatever it is. And then they'll be fine. And uh, you can sort of led through and there's like every, it's all like, it's expensive because of all this overhead or whatever. Okay. You know, you can't be doing it every Friday night or something. But Pierre, you're actually excluding a lot of uh, uh, <laughs> poorer people and a lot of uh, yeah. people of lower means. Yeah. And, uh, so maybe they should. Well, maybe you can devise some sort of. Uh, There'd be a Weatherspoons of of, of shroom pubs. <laughs> God, can you fucking imagine how depressing? It like, what would the equivalent be? Oh, you know, it opens at seven a.m. People have a fry up and a big pint of mushroom tea and sit there freaking out all day. <laughs> well, it's cheap. And you know what? They take good care of the cinemas that they yeah. take over and the old build-listed buildings. Very so popular with up. regulars, the elderly, people on a budget who want to freak the fuck out. For a lot of people, it's a meeting point. It's a, commun- it's a communal hub. Look, if you are old, Phil, and you're living on a pension and you want to get absolutely out of your nut and see unicorns on a budget, mm-hmm. it is often your only option. What was that conversation we had at the Weatherspoons in Holloway Road? Where we were just loving the Weatherspoons. We were loving it. And you said, uh, it was just you, me, I think Finn Taylor, maybe. Yes. Matt Ewins, a couple of com- comedians. And, we, and Ian Sterling, voice of Love Island, in <laughs> yeah. a Weatherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all hanging out. Oh, that was it. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah. And we were just, it was like £2.50 for a pint of brew dog. It was great, yeah. So cheap. And then we started ordering food, and it was like, wow, I've just ordered like a tall burger. And we just ended up being there for like two, three hours. Yeah. And we're just going around the table going, this is great. Why don't we come to Weatherspoons more often? It's yeah. so good. And then you said. And I said, this is how it starts. You said, you, you know, when you look around at Weatherspoons and you see a bunch of old fucks staring blankly into their pints and you think, I wonder how they started doing that. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is the moment. This is what we've, 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 we've just started down a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. I think that must, that's definitely it. Also, for the purposes of balance, the guy who runs Weatherspoons is a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> He's an idiot and a loon. Uh, um, okay, so yours is so, a... So I think shroom pubs, that'd be fine. Shroom pubs, I think... But like good. highly regulated, like like you, you want the kind of culture of regulation and, and discipline but, that but, you'd have in like Switzerland. But hallucinogens are, are, are rarely a problem drug. People high on hallucinogens don't really... The, the only time People they don't cause, kill each other over shrooms and LSD. Yeah, the only time hallucinogens are a problem drug when it's like someone gave this homeless guy a pint of angel dust and uh, gave him a knife and let him loose in yeah, okay, America. Maybe you have a point then. So that's that's no, but that's a problem. But that's not going to happen with this fucking heavily regulated playground. You know, it's going to yeah. be heavily taxed. So you know, it's, it's going to be more expensive than smoking. But it's going to be uh, it's going to be good news for the exchequer. Phil. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's going to be good news for the exchequer. Well, my most libertarian thought yes. is, and I thought, believe this for a while, I think blackmail should be legal. I don't, I, I really don't, I honestly don't understand. When I found out blackmail was illegal, I was honestly surprised. What? What are you talking about? If you have something on someone else, uh-huh. that's between you two to figure what? out. Why should the state come in to say, I know that person did a naughty thing, but it's not to you. To use that to your advantage. Wait, wait, wait. But what if it's not something illegal? 
Okay, like what? Well, okay. So are you imagining that it's like, oh, they shot someone? Uh, and he's like, I sure. know you shot Bill. Yeah, okay. Give me $1,000 a month. Yeah, okay. Ever. Yeah, I think I should be allowed to do that. But what if it's, I know that you have an aff- had an affair? Uh-huh. It's not illegal. No, it's not illegal, but it is immoral. And that person yeah. who's had an affair should pay for their moral act. <laughs> So you're seeing, you're seeing blackmailers in this scenario as kind of arbitrarily assigned agents of cosmic justice. Yeah, well, like vigilantes, uh, like Robin Hood-style vigilantes. We get money right. okay, so for, for, for punishing the unjust. Okay, so it's kind of like a freelance like a gig economy punisher. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. <laughs> There's an so, app. It's, I think this all stems from your love of Batman. Oh, maybe you're right. Actually. You sort of imagine these people as like a Batman that that seeks to keep things between them and the villain. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, but what, I mean, but what if it's something? Can that's you can you can you convince me that blackmail should it's is right that blackmail is legal? What I, if it's just that someone's gay? Well, they shouldn't be so self homophobic <laughs> that they can't come out and admit it. So you're punishing them for their internalized homophobia. But what if they're gay and their their family are like they they'd be in danger. You know, their family are like super hard right or super religious well, then they, lunatics. Again, they need to come to terms with their own homophobia and they need to accept this person as... Uh, but but the blackmailer is not helping them do that. The blackmailer is just wants to profit from their desire to not deal with it. But the, the, he, the blackmailer is still punishing the accused <laughs> for not handling their situation in the best uh, possible way. Okay, but what about, right, someone really mean and cruel blackmails someone who's actually just really unfortunate, right? So let's say it's someone who is either like secretly uh, gay, but it has to be secret through no fault of their own, and it's really like a problem for them and they'd be in danger if they admitted it. Okay, so let's say this person comes from a very hardline religious family. Yeah. They're 16. Yeah. They're uh, vulnerable. Yeah. They are gay. Yeah. They can't let people, uh, their family know that. <clears throat> not because of their own immaturity, but because they'll be in phys- they'll be in danger. Yeah, and this is like some, for some reason, a, a, a captain of industry, like a really rich man, yeah. has decided to eke out a few more pounds a month to from this. Just season. ruin someone's <laughs> life. Okay, Mr. Burns. I think that is actually a very valuable kick up. The old ass for the 16-year-old to get out of their home and make a new life. That, that's not the family for them. That's not the community I I, for them. I think I have it. Uh-huh. I think I have it. So, would you agree that it's also, therefore, an acceptable thing for... Okay, so let's say that's happening, right? Evil, you know, the Monopoly man is, is blackmailing this kid. Mm-hmm. Then someone blackmails the Monopoly man. With what? They're Some, doing a terrible, immoral else. piece of blackmail. So they're blackmailing them with the blackmail? Yeah. Okay. And they're saying, I'll tell everyone that you spend your free time <laughs> fucking harassing vulnerable gay 16-year-olds, you old lunatic. <laughs> he and, the type as well. You lose your investors, you lose all your advertising. Okay. But the only way that that can be, the, the only way that the blackmailer can be blackmailed is if blackmail is illegal. And has st- no, and, that's and, not and, and is taboo, right? Taboo, not illegal. But then if we you made can it legal, someone for being gay, being gay is not illegal. But then if we made it legal, I put it to you that it would be really hard to blackmail people for doing blackmail. Because everyone but, would just be that, like, "Well, tell people." I don't care. Fair enough. 
But that, just because blackmail is legal does not mean there will be no social repercussions to hmm. being found out to be blackmailing hmm. an innocent gay teenager. <laughs> <laughs> there there still be uh, social repercussions to that, just not legal. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I, obviously, I don't think it should be legal. But I don't know, it, it's I, sounding I, like you're coming around. No, I'm just interested in your perspective of like, trust. It's, it is very libertarian because it does what a lot of libertarian stuff does and it implicitly trusts the public to self-regulate. <laughs> yeah, which I don't. I don't trust the public no, at all. Not. But no. I still, for some, for some reason, I still your, think your you should, that's between you if you But have. would you be happy to be blackmailed? Would you just of be like... Of course not. <laughs> But I should I should have been more careful. I should have been more careful, and I'm mature enough to. S- that is such a like disciplined, you know. Like you can tell you did a hard science at university kind of thing. Right. You, know? like you can tell you're just like you know what. It's I bigger didn't... than me, Pierre. If only more people thought this way. That's true. It's bigger than this is greater than myself. It's very it's very like uh, communitarian. Uh-huh. In its own way, weirdly. It's a very libertarian idea, but it's quite communitarian in the sense that, like... It's egalitarian in a way. Yeah, society will regulate itself and benefit from this. And Even if I am personally uh, damaged and by And I'm it. willing to sacrifice my own yeah. love of, I don't know, what you'd be blackmailed for. Whatever it is. Blackmailing gay teenagers in your spare time. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to blackmail you for going to all these mushroom bars. <laughs> yeah. Ever since they banned chewing gum, you've <laughs> replaced it with mushrooms, and I'm going to blackmail you over it. Because then be you great. have to decide for yourself what is worth blackmailing and what isn't. And you could overvalue your blackmail. You know, you could go yeah. in and say, uh, I'm going to blackmail you for uh, I know that you are a man, but you wear women's underwear. Yeah. And I'm going to blackmail for that. And the other person goes, people are actually fine with that. No one cares. I'm going to blackmail you. And I'm going to tell everyone you thought that was a good blackmail. <laughs> Unless you give me. So you can counter blackmail. So, it would be so fun. But this is now going to be like um, everyone is essentially going to be living the same life as a high-ranking member of a one-party state. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's what life's going to be like now. It's like, I'm going to the death of Stalin for all, for everyone. all the time. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to blackmail you for having an affair. Well, why were you in that hotel? I know your wife is at home. <laughs> I'm going to blackmail you. I'm going to blackmail you for being the kind of guy who puts cameras in people's rooms. <laughs> so, <laughs> so essentially, life becomes this harrowing game of higher or lower. Uh, you know what? Just from that, the econo- as an economic argument, um, how much time would waste and how much the economy would slow down with people being busy blackmailing each other, I can now see why blackmail maybe, is illegal. But maybe it would be a really effective system of wealth transfer because no one would bother blackmailing a hobo. Maybe that's why communists l- love it so much. Because it's like... Because it, it, it's the great equalizer. The, the rich- Shame is this great equalizer that... Yeah. The richer you are, the more likely you are to be blackmailable ah, successfully. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's like taxes. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. stratified taxes. <laughs> Interesting. It's like well, the second that it was announced that I'd uh, sold my company, everyone was very interested in my porn habits. You know, That's the society we live in, in here in Blackmail City. <laughs> Maybe that would be quite a funny a series of sequels because, you know, Sin City? Yeah. Then like oh, ev- just every city has its own sin. <laughs> but otherwise everyone's really well but Like smaller hamlets and towns like Black... Blackmailsville. Blackmailsville. Uh-huh. Yeah. Obviously, there's Sin City, uh, but it's fed by all the commuter towns, Blackmailsville, uh, um, Murder- Bezelton. Murderton. 
<laughs> it's it's written Murder Town, but it's pronounced Murderton. Uh, uh, yeah, speeding, speeding north, <laughs> speeding, speeding north, and speeding central. Speeding common is where you can't you get up. In the... <laughs> and of course, uh, grievous bodily harm on the river. It's all hyphenated. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Oh, um, yes, hello, um, hello, I'm just calling the IKEA helpline, um, hello, IKEA, could you help me, please? Um, I know you're not here, uh, not just because of the answering machine, but because it is very late at night. I'm, I'm calling because I'm stuck in IKEA, and that's the other reason I know that you're not available, because you're not, because I can see the help desk is empty because there's three in the morning, and I can hear the rats. Anyway, um, I only came here uh, to buy some mugs because I don't know I don't know where to buy mugs normally because where I live there's not a lot of shops. There's a sort of there's a Pizza Hut and a Chiquitos and an Odeon Cinema, and none of them sell mugs. Uh, but they are around a parking lot, and that's it. So I came to the IKEA to buy the mugs, and I've got them. But the problem is, is that. You've designed it to... I, I, I have a condition where I don't understand arrows. I've never known where they point. Because if you think about an arrow, it actually has five points. And I'm not sure which one is the main one. So I've been lost in Ikea all day. Um, anyway, I think I'm going to die here. Uh, because there's a long bank holiday weekend. And uh, that's going to be shut for a while. And... I just want you to... I thought I'd use this to record my will. I want to leave my glass eye uh, to um, Alan. He's always hated it, and I've always hated him. And so I would like it... Uh, he would have to come and pick it up in a little envelope, or perhaps a jar. I, in fact, I'll use one of these jars, just take it off my guard, and uh, I'll leave my house to the church uh, down the road. Not the church. I wanted to become a part of the church down the road, um... I want the vicar to have to perhaps go to my house briefly in between things or something like that. And I leave all of my food to my cat. And I leave all of my cat to my food. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the second episode. Really appreciate it. Um, please, as we always say, um, like and subscribe to the podcast and just give really high ratings. Just a five out of five stars. Just At this point, honesty doesn't come into it. We just... We just want to get our voices out there. We don't think enough people are listening to two men talk to each other yeah, for a bit. About nothing. About nothing in particular. We want you. We don't want your honesty. We want your loyalty. Mm. Mm. We're like a, we're like a one-party state. Absolutely. Um, so if you believe in uh, a one-party uh, one solution... Or if you, if you don't, give us five stars. You have to, the point is you have to give us five stars. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next, uh, next episode. Thank you for listening. And uh, oh, uh, get in touch with the podcast on Twitter at TheBudPod and on email thebudpod, sorry, thebudpod <laughs> at gmail.com. And let us know your thoughts, your most uncool, cool thing, uh, your most libertarian thought of the week, your most authoritarian th- thought of the week, or just any thought you have on. Any contributions at all. Yeah. We'll, we, we, I mean, we'll read them. We'll read them all. We won't, we won't uh, reply to them. We won't like them all. Yeah. We won't reply to them all. Some of them will be absolutely, will be livid. Some of them might be illegal for us to keep on our email. Yeah. Um, and we will pass your details to the police. 
So, but but uh, that but also do get in touch. Do, do get in touch. Do do get in touch. All it. right. Bye. Hey, bye. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.